You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. The Friday edition. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What happened to your weird-looking <coughs> Yeti? Woo! Well, um, when I'm traveling, I don't like to take the Primo cups with me. Oh, um, okay. Right. Yeah, I just take the secondary cups. Okay. Um, I mean, that's still um, a sleek black business edition. Yes, so. it is. It's a it's a business professional look. Um, yes. I like it. Uh, it's got nothing on it. So I'm going to start putting my Tim Talks logo. We need to get some of those logo stickers made up. Yeah, I know. Well, no, we can... You can actually get it like cut in there. Oh, yeah, you could laser burn that in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that'd be kind of cool. We yeah. should we should do some of those and have a contest. We haven't had a contest for a long time. We haven't named a chip, a chocolate bar, a coffee in a long time. We need uh, something. I've been on a diet for 4 weeks. <laughs> well, I've been on a diet for 40 years, but it hasn't stopped me yet. So, um Yes. Yeah. Well, mine is a healthy diet I'm trying to have because I've well, been on an unhealthy diet for uh, about 57 out of my 61 years. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying the intermittent fasting, but it's not it's not going as I had hoped. Um, I'm, I'm trying to stay as true to it as I can. I'm drinking a lot of water, but I, I don't know. It's just not. It's I'm not back in the saddle. Yeah, again. I know. I know. Are you riding the bike? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and other exercises too. So. Yeah, Ruthie and I've been doing some walking. We're trying to do some walking, and um, I, I try not to eat after six o'clock. Uh, while I was uh, with my family there the last few weeks, I did I did have some cookies at night, um, and I don't know how much that messes you up, but uh, I need to I need to really I think start being more careful about what I'm eating during that eating time. I try to eat like one good meal and. I don't know if I'm getting enough calories. I don't know. I don't know enough about this Is stuff. this the point where I can sort of brag on my success? Absolutely. Okay. I have been very faithful. So let's say at least 28 days. Okay. And uh, out of 28 days, there's probably been, counting Sundays, there's probably only been maybe three or four where I did not exercise. Wow. And I have stayed on track tremendously uh-huh. and are you ready for the drum roll uh one second for my Hold weight on. my weight difference one second let me get prepared for this okay i want to make this big okay go okay. ahead in 28 days yes i have gained two and a half pounds <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. There Man, it is. am I ticked off. I <laughs> the, am so ticked off. I, I know. Because, I mean, I've worked hard. I have worked I at it. I've stayed faithful. It's not like I've gone out somewhere and snuck out and, and ate 12 cheeseburgers or something. I know. I have gained two and a half pounds in four weeks. I've been, but, I've been six weeks, and uh, I weighed myself just before we came back. I had to weigh a suitcase, so I weighed myself. So after six weeks of not eating after six o'clock, drinking you know six glasses of water a day, nothing after six o'clock, I've lost like three pounds, like that. Come on, 
That's not right. <laughs> and I mean, I'm splitting a meal with my wife. When we eat out, we split. Yeah. So I don't get it. I, I think once you get to a certain age, um, you're not going to lose weight until you get to like 80, and then you just start losing it like crazy. So. <laughs> nope, I'm going to prove that wrong, but. Okay. I, I'm like, dad gum. Yeah. Wow. Watch the language. The kids are on here too, you know. Wow. <laughs> well, well so. I'm, a, uh, I'm just quoting a congressman is, is all that I am. <laughs> when we were in Washington, D.C., a guy from Knoxville, Christian man, uh, he was really awesome. But yeah. he was up there and he said, hey, you know, I remember reading about Jesus going into the temple and he looked around and said, Dad gummit, and he kicked their butts right out of that place. He said, and we all laughed. He goes, yeah. Well, at least that's the way I read it. <laughs> wow. Wow. I met I met uh, a gentleman, a, uh, a rep from Nashville. I, I think he's the same guy. He's probably the same guy because he's not the exact same way. Well, this guy was out of Knoxville, so. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, listen. Uh, speaking of that, uh, you know the weight loss programs we've done over the years. Have you made any authoritative decisions that you've regretted, <laughs> like trying to lose weight? <laughs> I regretted every one. Any ministry oh. you regretted? What this year? <laughs> no, not talking, this year. Wow, I'm talking in the span of your 21 years of pastoring. Oh, well, sure, lots of them. Would Lots you like to expound on that, or no? Can you think of any? Can you think of any in particular? But I can think of good decisions I've made that I've had. I've second have second thoughts about, right? Because you always do. You yeah. always do. If you have any compassion, if you love people at all, and you make a decision and it impacts somebody, um, man, you're always going to feel badly. Now, I console myself in the things of the Lord, but it, it, the first thing I always ask is, did, is there something that I did that I could do better? What, where did I fail? What did I not do right so I can learn next time whenever I'm in this situation or a situation like it? Um, how should I handle those kind of things? So I just think that's, that's part of it. Uh, we second guess whenever, of course, we say something that doesn't seem to succeed. And I guess that's mm. the difference between when you know you're doing right according to Bible principle. Now, yeah, maybe you didn't apply them properly, but but basically you were trying to do right because of Bible principle. It, it's a real comfort and it's a real strength in the midst of having all of the fallout of whatever decision you may have made. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like marriage. I think you you learn as you go. Um, you're you're going to make a number of bad decisions when you first start out in any position because you don't know all the parameters. Once you start to become aware of who people are, where they're at, you know what they need, you're going to start making a more educated decision. And I, I think that takes time. And you'll get to where you start making good decisions and things go well, and you'll become more confident. And then when you make your next decision, you'll have a little of that confidence. Yes. Um, if you're making bad decisions all the time and you're having trouble all the time, you need to step back and ask yourself, am I in the right position? 
why are these not going well? What's wrong that people are always upset with me or I can't seem to make those decisions? And I think sometimes that is a problem and that people get in a position they're not really supposed to be in, whether it be the pastor, a deacon, a Sunday school teacher, or whatever. Sometimes people just get in over their heads and sometimes people just aren't equipped for that position. And so sometimes you have to think that, or maybe you have to think, I'm too abrasive. Maybe I'm too much of a bull in a china shop. Some of those things. And that's where you've got to have good friends. You've got to have a good spouse that can say to you, you know what, honey? My wife does this to me all the time. She'll say, it's not what you're saying. It's how you're saying it. You're coming across very curt. You come across very mean. You come across very hard. And I say, but but I'm not. I'm not, That's not it at all. But she goes, well, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, but... But whenever you wind up saying "shut up, woman," and get back in the car, well, you know, yeah, I, but I just. <laughs> but I told her I loved her. I told her I loved her. <laughs> I love you, honey. Now shut up and get in the car. <laughs> well, there's a chance your focus may be wrong too. Yes. You know that that instead of looking at the big picture, you're dealing with minutia, minutia that that really doesn't matter at all. Right. Um, you know, you want to try to do things right, but you're, you may be getting upset about some small decisions. I, I will yeah. tell you, you said any decisions that I mentioned this in our sunrise service that, uh, I do believe, I mean, I, I have asked the Lord to forgive me. I believe that I was dead wrong. I felt it that day, um, when we did not have right. services on Easter, yeah, for COVID. Uh, because of COVID, the very right. first time, and and I have asked the Lord that that I would never want to do that again. I'll go to jail first right. before I cancel a service on Easter. Yeah. I I I rue that. Now we only canceled services for about six weeks, six seven weeks, something like that, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm telling you, I I rue making that decision. Right, right. I've got to do this. Minutia, got to give that to you. People have been waiting. They're wondering, why, why didn't he get it? Minutia, there you go. Now you can rest. Go on with the rest of the podcast now that you feel better about that. Minutia. Wow. Roo. Um, um, yeah. Kanga, Roo. Yeah, Roo, Roo. Um, I've got to say that there were decisions I made early on in my ministry, well, throughout my ministry, decisions that I made, and, and I went back later and thought, boy, I shouldn't have done that. And you, you can't help that. Again, experience and situation and sometimes in the heat of the battle, you make a decision and when you've got time to really look at it clearly, you think, man, I, I would do that differently. Here's the great news. You can do it differently next time. And people Amen. will forgive you. There were times when I had to get up on my pulpit. I didn't have to do it often, but I got up and said in my church, I made a mistake. I did not handle this properly. And I'm sorry. I apologize for that. And I'm and I want, I'm going to try harder on that. Please forgive me. You know what? That our people really appreciated that. And there were a lot of people said, Pastor, you didn't have to say that. Pastor, you, you know that was fine. No, no, no. I need to do this. I need to do it. I I don't feel I handled that right. My pastor used to say, "It's okay to be wrong. Just don't be wrong very often." And that's that's what I tried to do. But there are times when I messed up and I had to go to church and say, "Listen, I'm I want to make something right." And I, I think it was a help. I think it was a help to our church. I think it was a help to me. I think it was a help to the people that felt wronged. And uh, sometimes you do it publicly. Sometimes you have to go privately and say, I, I made the wrong decision. 
and that that doesn't make you less or weaker. And I think that was the fear uh, as a young man. I thought if I if I show any kind of weakness, then people aren't going to follow me. No, no, they're going to see you're human. They're going to know that you really care, and it's going to be a help more than a hurt. Yeah. What does it matter? It matters being right with God. You know, right. I mean, that that's what we want when we get up behind the pulpit. We don't want to have some shadow between us and Jesus mm-hmm. whenever we have to speak on his behalf. And so it's it's worth it. It is always worth it to get to get things right, right mm-hmm. with God, right with people right. And, and to be clean and be a vessel that that can be used. I know we're just vessels of clay but uh, we, we can, we can, we still are a vessel in which the Holy Spirit resides, and so we can be the cleanest vessel we can be. Let me ask this: What's your process in making a decision? Let's say um, you've got to you you've got to change uh, your Sunday school uh, superintendent's position. Uh, the person that's been doing it has done it for a while. Things aren't going the way you'd like. You'd like to make that change. How does that process work for you? All right. First of all, I've already sat down with them a few times by then. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you do this? Can I help you? You know, here's what I'm thinking. Is there something I missed? Is there something that that you saw that I did not see? Um, you know, it, what's the reasoning behind this? Oh, okay. All right. Well, here's the way I see it. Here's the way that I see, it. you know, the scriptures want to indicate, you know, this manner of of going on. And so I would have already sat down with them quite a few times, mm-hmm. al- already a few times, if I have to ask them, ask them. And then secondly, depending on his demeanor and his faithfulness and his desire to serve the Lord, I would try to have another position that was needed where it's not just an excuse to get him mm-hmm. out of there, but right. maybe something that where he fits better. He, he may do much better in, you know, scheduling our, our safety team, you know, and, and maybe the Sunday school aspect just, just isn't that thing. He may be a people person who's a great teacher, but he's not very scheduled. He, he can't really... Oh, yeah, that's right. You did tell me you're going to be gone. I didn't have a teacher in that class. I forgot all about it. He just may not be an organized person. So I may have a good man in the wrong place. And so those are the things that ideally you'd like to do. But but if you can't, if you can't do it, you still have to you still have to say, you know, I, I think that someone else may be able to do this job just a little bit better. Right. And I'm not trying to offend you. I, I don't mean to give you any slight at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are doing the Lord's work, and the best we can be about the Lord's work, if this does make it better, then mm-hmm. then I feel that this is what we, what we could try. Um, right. Then to begin with, you know, most everybody that you put in a position, it's always temporary, <laughs> if you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, why don't you try this for a year? Mm-hmm. And then we'll see how it goes. If you right. can go that way, you can really solve a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. I would echo exactly what you said. I would want to make sure that I have as much information as I can about what the problem is, um, how you might resolve that problem. Um, 
tried to you know play out the scenario of okay he agrees great here's where we go if he gets upset where do we go from there how do we handle that and I I would try to have myself prepared for some of those things and nine times out of ten things would work out well but there are those times when they don't Mm -hmm. and you know I if I I know they leave angry I know they leave upset I would probably within the next couple of days try to meet with them again Obviously, you were upset. Um, let's talk through it again if we have to and try to resolve that. The only problem is by then that that person has gone home to talk to their spouse and now their spouse is involved and their spouse is usually defending them. And so you may have to meet with both a husband and a wife. Maybe the lady's a Sunday school teacher and you've had to you know let her go. You may have to sit down with both and say, listen, let me let me explain again why I'm doing this. This is for the betterment of all and go through that. And then I'll say this, even after that, sometimes people will get upset and leave. Sometimes people will sure. never be happy. That That's going to happen. But it, what's the best for the church? You have to think about the individual. They are part of the church. They're an arm of the church, a leg of the church. But you have to consider what's the best for the entirety of the church and you better be right with the Lord. You better have thought it through. You better have prayed about it. You have better sought some wise counsel. If, if it's going to be one of those things where somebody's going to be hurt or offended, it's it's hard to win somebody who's been offended. The Bible tells us that. You, you're, it's a difficult thing. So you're going to have to prepare for that somewhat. And that's, that takes time and that takes experience. And sometimes that's just a hard lesson to learn. But that's what happens. Yeah, just walk with the Lord and get in the scriptures and and he'll give you the wisdom that you need. Now, I'll tell you, when we're dealing with kids, you got somebody with the temper. Mm -hmm. They don't need to be dealing with kids. No. Somebody who's going to wind up maybe grabbing a kid, shaking a kid, even striking a child. I mean, you cannot do that. I I would, and, and I know it sounds tough, but you have to sort of expect in my mind many times whenever i have to deal with the confrontation i want to deal with it as kindly and as and as godly as i possibly can because i am aware that there's a great potential this person's going to leave the church mm-hmm. and so i i want to try to show compassion and understanding but there's no way there's no way some guy who's mad at kids a lot, he can't teach. And if he gets mad and leaves, which if he has a temper, he may, and it doesn't matter. It, mm-hmm. That cannot influence your decision of what may happen. Right. You have to do what is right. So, right. you know, it's not just, you know, protecting the ministry at all costs. It's just it's doing what is right. Mm-hmm. Let me close by saying this, that I learned a little, I want to say trick, but I learned something early on. I would say to people, if you're not happy in your ministry, you can get out of that ministry anytime you want. Just let me know. If, if you get to a place where you're not satisfied in your ministry, you're not happy in your ministry, and you would like to get out of that, because I found that there were people that were dissatisfied and struggling in their ministry and causing a lot of problems, Simply because they thought, if I leave here, I've let someone down. If I leave here, I disappoint Christ. If I leave here, then, you know, I've failed. 
And there are people I'd say, you know, I had people working in our bus ministry. I'd say, if you're not happy in the bus ministry, and then come say, Pastor, it's just not for me. And I'd say, great, right. I'll put you somewhere else. Would you Amen. work somewhere else? Absolutely. Amen. I just, I just, I can't take the noise on the bus or, you know, I, I just can't take the jumping around. Use and man, gifts. that works so well. Amen. Yeah, yeah. And, and give them an opportunity to be where they flourish. And, you know, people, Amen. as pastors, we're like, we we desperately need, we've got to have someone or, and people feel bad for you and they say, well, I'll give it a try. But um, I think people feel like once you lock into a church position, you're there till death and that doesn't have to be. And if you give people that opportunity, um, Amen. I would do it once a year in our workers' appreciation. If, if there's something you want to try, something different, let's talk about it now. And that worked really well. So that's my Amen. out for today. I'm Al Stone, Amen. and awesome. uh, I am uh, I am headed uh, back to Ontario for a day or two, and then off to Ohio to be with our good friend, Brother Steve Clayton, for a spring revival. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please make sure that you give us a rating, a review, uh, a phenomenal rating, a phenomenal yes. review. That way yes. you will not second guess the mm-hmm. decision that you've made, mm-hmm. and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. Yes, and if you don't give us that, we'll come and paint your Sunday school classroom pink and tell you that you can never change it. (laughs) Mrs. Little, we love you, whoever you are, wherever you are. (laughs) Pepto-Bismol pink, we love you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Tim Talks. We're glad to have you with us this week, and we're going to be back again on Monday, ready to go, fired up, excited to have you with us. Can't wait. Please be along for the ride. This is your favorite podcast of all time, number one in the hearts of believers everywhere around the world. Brother, thank you for being with us today, Brother Wolven. Thank you for that. And Brother Harness. Yeah, woohoo. Can't wait. <laughs> I need to talk to you when this program's over. I'm making a decision. <laughs> Executive. <laughs> if you're not happy in your position at Tim Talks, would you please let me know right after this podcast so that we can make a change? Mrs. Little is waiting and ready to go. <laughs> And now, Brother Harness, to tell you about this great Tim Talks broadcast once again. Here he is. Take it away, Brother Harness. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.